Welcome to One Light to Live. I am your host, Jamal. Today's topic, I'm going to cover a little bit about myself. Today's um, today is Saturday, October the 6th. Um, it's around, what, two o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock. I've been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. I got two boys that don't play around, man. They keep me on my toes. Took them to karate. The place they didn't say they was closed today. <laughs> so me and him went to Walmart and chilled for a little bit. And this is some other stuff. But um, then came home, watched the movie. And uh, like I said, my life is always going, man. I always got something going on. But um, I'm grateful that I got something. I'm grateful that I have kids, number one, because everybody can't have one. You know, so that's number one, number one, number one, you know, thank God and every, everything in, in this world that allowed me to have a, ch- a child because, you know, there's people out there that try a million times and um, they can't have one, man. And it's like I said, it's a blessing. So never um, take granted, you know, your kids for granted or anything because it could be taken away from you also. So love them and do everything you can for them. And um, enjoy every moment of it. So, um, a little bit of you know, a story about my about me, man. Let me see. Um, I was born in Panama. Uh, came here when I was 12, 12 years old. I moved. Uh, we went straight to Far Rockaways. Me, my mother, my sister, and my uh, my dad. My dad was going back and forth to Panama because because uh, because. Let me slow down. <laughs> I'm talking too fast. Uh, my dad was working in the Panama Canal at the time, so um, he went back and forth to he finally, to he finally, uh, uh, did he? Re- I think he retired. So um, early retirement or something like that. I forgot exactly if he quit or he retired. I was young, like I said, it was like I was twelve. Um, but um, it took a couple of years after for my dad to do that. But between that, my dad was going back and forth, and he used to come, come like. Four or five times a year, so really it was my my uh, my mother. We we you know to deal with us most of the time. So um, it's the same you know to me it's the story of um, immigrants trying to give a better life to they to the to their kids and um, better life for them also. I mean I mean what I can remember about Panama was a great country, um, beaches everywhere, uh, you know. A lot of history, rich history, a lot of um, basically the center of the world where they, you know, boats go back and forth. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of things are bought there. A lot of new things that come through, come through different countries. Got to stop there. New cars, new whatever you want to whatever you think of. Got to go through there. Um, Back in the days was controlled by, you know, uh, Noriega. You know, the real, not the rapper, the real, um, you know, to the United States came there and took, took over because he was controlling everything that was going through. So if you, you know, if you know, if you want to look it up, look up the history of that. And, uh, you, you know, he was he was controlling the, a lot of money, a lot of drugs, a lot of power back in the days. This is um, early 90s. Um then, um, you know, we came to America, we came, uh, we went to Far Rockaway, matter of fact, <laughs> the way I'm saying it, because, you know, Far Rockaway's in Queens, so I'm thinking about the Eddie Murphy coming to America movie, <laughs> so my bad, man, um, so, um, yeah, we went to, we went to, we went to uh, Queens, and I was in, uh, at that time, I think, yeah, junior high school, 
So um, he was there for a little bit. I think it was like a year, maybe two, with my my aunt and my cousin uh, Lewis. Um, man, that's my brother, man. My cousin's like my brother back then. I mean, he's still. I got so much love for him. Is 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 crazy because uh, he's in the military now. He been in there more than fifteen years, man, and he been doing his due. Him and his wife now, both of them are both of military family, and um, they've been making us all proud. And uh, man, I love you if you're listening. Keep doing your thing, man. You're making us all proud. Enjoy it. Stay safe, man. We all love you. And um, you know, me and him played all the time. At the time, Nintendo, going outside, playing ball, playing you know football, whatever it was. We was always outside. He was into. Uh, <laughs> He's a big R&B, big R&B guy, man. Big R&B, 112, and and so on and so on, man. He was into R&B big time, man. Bobby Brown, you know, my aunt used to always had us dressed up certain <laughs> certain type of way with the high high socks and all that. But um, you know, I love my aunt. Um, she was you know basically like my second mother, man. You know, I was so close to her, and um, it's it's, it's crazy looking back. Like you really need to. A whole village to raise a family, you know, raise a child. But um, you know, we lived there for a little bit. Then we went to Far Rockaway. I mean, no, sorry, we went to Brooklyn, and uh, we went to Flatbush. <laughs> went to Far Rockaway to Flatbush in the '90s. People don't understand Flatbush in the '90s. Brooklyn was serious, man. I'm talking about all Caribbeans. Everybody that came around, people thought you was Jamaican. <laughs> no matter what country you came from, they was just you know labeling you Jamaican. You could have been from Trinidad, Barbados, like anywhere in the country, you was Jamaican with an accent. They didn't matter. <laughs> but um, you know, so um, you know, I was introduced to the Boys and Girls Club at that time. It was right there on Flatbush, close to church, and um, it's a lot of guys that I still know to this day. That um, we came from that that boys and girls club that era, and uh, we had fun. You know, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of parties they had, a lot of just chill environment, just enjoying the the, the vibe. But it was an after school program, and um, I learned quickly. You know, it's a different zone from Queens to Brooklyn, man, because everybody was on some hard. You know, everybody was hard, man. Even the selfish guy was hard. Like you had to, <laughs> you had to read cats, you know, mile away to understand. But um, you know, at that time, I, you know, I really was just chilling. I really just just watched the scene. I was quiet. I stayed to myself. You know, this I was, you know, I was real shy, real shy. I mean, I played played a little bit of ball back then. Not 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 nothing serious to later on. But I was real shy. I kept to myself. And I was just the one that I was watching my sister. You know, when my mother went to work or whatever the case is, I had to pick up. My job was to pick up my sister, bring her home, and deal with her. And she was not easy. <laughs> my sister was not easy. She would be pick me up, walk with me, hold my hands. Like, every day was something. And I'd be like, Ma, I don't, I don't know if I could keep doing this. This is tough. <laughs> tough. My sister, um... My sister's six years younger than me, so oh, somebody's calling me. Sorry about that. Let me put that back. Um, yeah, so she's uh, six years younger than me, and I was just um, 
<laughs> like, man, this is crazy. Then we moved to Franklin Avenue. Two, three blocks away from um, Botanical Garden, also Brooklyn Museum. And my high school was right there. I used to walk down the block, like two blocks down. At the time was, um, what's that? Uh, boot camp, the boot camp click. Uh, Black Moon lived around the corner. And uh, that's when they served the whole thing to help the skelter. At the time was the Wu-Tang Clan was coming through. You know, protect your neck and all that stuff. You know, I'm trying to give you the vibe of what it was at that time. You know, that was my freshman year. <laughs> you know. So, um, that vibe was crazy. Because, man. And that, that around that, that neighborhood I lived in was like shootouts. Almost, man, I don't even want to say every night, but it was shootouts. And, um... I remember one time, me and my sister went down to the, uh, we was going to the store, my mother gave us some money to go and buy something, and this, um, this man came out the car, and there was two other men in the car, and uh, they they let the, the man out, one guy came out the car, and they just uh, pulled the trigger and shot him right in the head, in front of me and my sister, my sister was, I was trying to run, my sister was stuck, like couldn't believe what she seen, I'm pulling her. Pushing her back inside the house, pulling her with everything I had. That, you know, everything I had. I don't know if it was a mafia hit or whatever the case is, but um, that was the word. I don't know. Um, it was news, news, news people everywhere giving up. Uh, so um, it was, it was just cr crazy. So um, then we moved from there after that. We moved to Best Ah. <laughs> Do or die, you know, home of Biggie Small and so many others, man. So, um, the time we lived in Hancock, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, man, like I said, these, these you know, you had to take the the shuttle train from, from there to go to my house or back, back and forth to my high school or whatever. And uh, dudes used to rob people straight out the um, <laughs> the train station for their jackets and all this other stuff. And uh, you see dudes running down the block. I'm talking about the early 90s, man. Like, I'm just trying to tell you the type of, <laughs> you know, I, you know. but it was all, you know, I'm just telling you some stories. You know, you can go back and it's all facts. There's no, but it was great people that lived in the neighborhood that looked out that, you know, that was cool. But at that era, it was, it was tough. You know, now... They changed the names, not best stuff. I forgot what it's called. And um, everything now, although brownstones cost over a million dollars, who would have known this, man? I wish I would have known. I would have bought a couple because they was giving them away back in the days. I kick my, <laughs> I get mad about that. And um, we lived there for a little bit. And it was a great neighborhood, man. That's when I got the, the love for basketball. Really, started started getting to that. I started... Mixing it up with my homie Avery, Rob. And then we started messing with Brooklyn, USA. I mean, we gambled a little bit with, you know, Gotcha, but Gotcha was too far, man. But uh, Brooklyn, USA had us, had us, well, you know, tippy at the time with this workouts, training, and all that. It was a, a friend of mine, I forgot his name, with his glasses, um, Grant. That's his name, Grant. And um, I used to hang out with him and all that. Yeah, Grant was a different, a different guy, man. He was into everything. 
And I was just like, you know, like, wow, this dude into every, like, you know, because I wasn't introduced into the street life and all that stuff. I seen dudes getting locked up out there selling drugs and all this type of way. And like I said, I had my mother and my dad, and uh, they didn't play that, you know. So I was seeing things and, and just keeping to myself. And, and it was like, yo, man, I remember one time we was playing basketball. It's like, I'm talking about like 11 p.m. at 16 years old. They had a raid. In the, in the park, everybody running, trying to get out the park because it's the cops is just closing down all the different entrance. And um, it's a couple of people that was doing certain things they ain't supposed to be doing. They was throwing it all out. He <laughs> trying to get away. Cops like, yo, you know, they let everybody out except for me. I'm like, yo, man, you serious, man? <laughs> so he's like, nah, you have to do something. Tell me what are you doing out here outside? I'm like, man, listen, man, I play ball. I ain't into none of this. I'm just trying to do what I, I didn't try to work out and that's it, man. I'm not trying to do none of this stuff people are doing out here. Or some of the, you know, some of the kids that are doing out here. I'm not trying to do none of that. And the guy was like, no, you did it. You did this. Admit it. I'm like, nah, nah. He's like, right, we ain't going to do nothing to you if you admit that you had something. I'm like, nah, man. I ain't, nope, 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 no. <laughs> man, some other guy admit to something. They was locking his ass up. I said, nah, man, I ain't going through that. So um, that happened. And uh, then I started seeing people that I knew was getting locked up left and right for no, like, literally for nothing. You know, not even going to lie to you. Some of at that era was um, crazy. But um, fast forward to that, me and my homies was playing basketball, going to Brooklyn, USA, traveling. Our first trip was Ohio. And uh, I don't know if they remember this. It was Columbus, Ohio. Street curfew. It was like trying to lock us up. We was in high school. And we ain't know nothing about no street <laughs> no street curfew. We from New York. We trying to go outside, have some fun, see people, enjoy ourselves. And uh, they were trying to lock us up. So our coach was like, yo, you, you gotta, y'all got to chill. But um, we was just bugging out there. And that's a, that was my introduction to, to, to basketball, that AAU circuit. Hold on one second. Yes, sir. I just had to take a break, man, for a little bit. I had to get something to eat, man. I'm starving. But, um, yeah, best time was no joke, man. So, basketball became uh, my thing. I think I left off with um going to Ohio. So, Ohio was um a trip. It was it me, Avery, Rob, Jamal Archibald. I don't know if Raymond came with us at that time. But, um, Tippy. Tippy and um was involved heavily with us, and uh, and then um, we was also involved with Mr. Van a lot, man. Mr. Van was like a mentor. He was teaching us how to shoot. Um, he just took the time and taught to us all the time. So um, we used to go to his house. Mr. Van was like the first guy we um we knew that had the five, you know, the five hundred bends back in the days. So all all the gentlemen. Took us to his house. He, you know, he had a, um, he had a, um, what was it, a Grammy in his house. He's a writer for, um, the, uh, Luther Vandro. And, um, and he showed us to us. He had, uh, he had a studio in his basement. And, uh, he was just a great guy to talk to and talked about different things. And he make you think and he try to get that shot thing out of you. 
because again, I was a very shy kid, and um, he was like, yo, every way we went, he would make us talk or make us do something, some type of drill in front of people. You feel like people was looking at you, and this is when, you know, like I said, like, you can stop yourself from being great. And uh, I understood later, you know, that played a big role into me uh, when I went away. You know, I went to um, went to California my first time. And, uh, you know, matter of fact, my story about going to, you know, my story about going to college is crazy, too. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to give you some of it, not all of it, but some of it. Um, my story of going to college is like this. My uh, my best friend Avery got an offer to go to this uh, uh, at the time because my grade was horrible. Let's just be honest here. So I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck. My grade was horrible, a hundred. My grades was hundred. It was horrible. Um, he he was getting recruited in California, but he ended up going to another school, and um, I ended up going to the school that was looking for him. So um, they flew me out. I go there, bust everybody but else. I mean, bust everybody in the court. Wasn't playing. <laughs> I came straight from the plane, straight to the, <laughs> to the gym. And I was just ready for everybody. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that type of environment. I didn't know what to expect. I'm just a kid from the East Coast that, you know, was always played all my life. Like street tournaments. Traveling, whatever it was, like we played, and at the time, this is when M One was cooking, you know. So we was around certain cats, half man, and and so on and so on, you know. That ever was Short Jones, um, you know, Raphael. Yeah, we, we had so many, so many great ball players in that ever, you know. Stephon, your student was in the league. Sack Marbury was around. But we bust his butt in this tournament. <laughs> they wanted to jump us, but <laughs> but um, that era was completely different. But um, when I went to California, the the coach told me straight up. He said, "Listen, if you ain't know how to play ball, or you wasn't good enough, we was gonna put you back in the plane." And uh, I was looking at him like he was a joke. Like he said, "Nah, we was gonna put you back in the plane and send you back." And um, that's when. The other Jamal came alive, man. And um, I was having a double-double every night to the point that um, scouts was already looking at me. I mean, I had scouts looking at me before, but um, my grades was never there. So um, my plan was just to go there and do what I needed to do. Really, my plan, I'm going to tell be honest, my, I ain't have no plan. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, I ain't have no plan, man. I just went with the... My homie was, you know, his goal was to play basketball. I'm be honest. His goal was to play basketball. Every wise basketball, like he college basketball, like it was religion, you know, like it was his religion. I mean, he was into the, you know, at the time, Marcus Camby, Duke, North Carolina. He was watching tapes every day, breaking them down, looking at them, doing different moves in the park, all that stuff. This dude can break down, make it do a workout so fast. And just come up with it. Just write it down. Like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to work on jumping today. We're going to work on, on speed today and different things like that. Um. So um. sometimes people, are, you know, people that you keep in your circle, you know, become, 
a nip, like something that they bring to you that you just um, start adapting. So I started adopting certain things from him, Rob, and, and we was just, you know, we all switch off in different energies and different things. And we all critique ourselves and critique each other of things that we was doing. Then Raymond came along with the same thing, you know, going traveling with us. But um, it was fun. But, um, you know, like I said, that wasn't really, I didn't, I, honestly, I, my, my goal was not to do none of that, you know, none of that, man, like, I was, I was okay, matter of fact, I, I, I'm gonna be honest, man, I was around so many ball players that was great, that it was the norm for me to every night to show up and play, when you grew up in New York City around the 90s, everybody was coming to bust your ass, so if you ain't come to bust somebody's ass, it was busting your ass, and that's what, that's the way it was. It was talking crap. You know, there was it was looking at you. They'll say whatever it takes to get you out the game. And that's the way it was. That's the way it was. Like today's ever is different. Some people got that heart. So um, I took it seriously. If somebody talked crazy to me or looked at me some type of way after they scored or whatever it was or bumped me or something like that, like you was getting it. And that's the way I grew up. Like you was getting it, you wasn't getting away with it. Like if you scored on me, I was going, I was coming back. It was none of that. Like we was, my era was different, man. I was six, seven. I was bringing that ball up. Ain't no old oh, pass it to the point guard. We was doing that like it was nothing. You know, we was working out with that medicine ball, dribbling, dribbling medicine ball. So it wasn't like, oh, you can't dribble. Nah, nah, dude, give me that. Let's go. Dude, <laughs> cross me over. I right, do dunk on me. All right, I got that. That's what it was. I remember going to um, it's a tournament. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but uh, it was a college tournament. <laughs> college tournament. We was the only high schoolers there. Shout out to Brooklyn USA for that one. <laughs> oh man, and uh, Circus Circus can talk about that. Circus Circus from N one, and um, Raymond, Avery, Rob. We was out there in Florida, Jacksonville. Oh man. And um, Maze was out there too Watching us play And um, I remember Somebody took off on me From like the dotted line That was the first I'm be honest That was the first time somebody dunked on me Like dunked on me Like I ain't never had no way take off I'm talking about the dude The dude took off on like the dotted line And I'm defending him I was like what the What <laughs> Like yo, I ain't never seen no way jump Like Avery can jump, but I ain't never seen somebody just take off like that. Like it was to the point that he took off so fast that it ain't give me no like I couldn't even like that's how fast he took off because it was just a pass and, and just off. And he, boom, I was like, what the okay? They was like, yo man, you gotta get him back. I was like, I got you. Come down the course, cross over, boom, 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 got him. He's falling down, layup. I said, why you ain't done? I said, no, nah, I got it next. Don't worry. <laughs> same thing. Boom, boom. Uh, same thing. Cross, boom. Because the, the wing was my thing. And I I get every rebound possible. I had double-doubles without even me dribbling the ball. So I got every offensive rebound. You know, remember, you, you got to be good at, good at something. Everybody can't do the same thing in the court. So we had shooters. We had guys that can handle the ball, pressure. And then we had... 
dudes that can, you know, shoot. Dwayne Archibald, Raymond. Well, shout out to Dwayne Archibald, man. Hey, I, I ain't talked to you in a long time. You know, Raymond, you too, man. Haitian sensation. <laughs> you know, man, he's, you know, Raymond used to have every, everybody coming out, man. All the, you know, shout out to all the Haitians out there. All the Haitians coming out to the game. Showing us mad love, man. Couldn't mess with us in the, you know, Kingston Park. None of that stuff back then, man. We had Brooklyn on lock. We was like 15, 16, 17. We had it on lock, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like, we should have been, <laughs> we should have been uptown doing our thing. But, um, back to the college thing, man. Sorry about that. Um, and then, um, my coach was going through some stuff that, 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 um, Kind of messed me up because we, you know, he, he was going through his thing. Is he lost his son, so um, every time he got up, we had practice. I feel like Allen Iverson right now. Practice? Are you serious, man? Every time he got up, so he couldn't get up at. If he got up at three in the morning, we was having practice. But every time he got up, we was having practice, and the way he talked to you, he was very, he was old school, man, old school. So I was like, yo, man, this season is done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of here. I can't take this. He was just d disrespectful, you know. But but one thing I give him is he he taught me how to play defense. He played he played that defense in between the lanes, how to steal the ball and take that gamble and all that stuff. So uh, I, I I give him a lot of credit. Also a lot of credit for um just giving me that chance, man. Because people don't understand without that chance, you know they could have told me no. I'm just giving you a little bit of the story, man. There's <laughs> more to it. I'm just giving you some of it. That's 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 for my documentary, man. One day I'm planning to do that or a book. But um, it's, it's plenty that I'm not even touching on that. <laughs> man, listen. But um, he was he was really tough. And I was like, man, I had to get the hell out of here. So I remember I was like, yo, yo, yo Abe, Abe was in Sacramento. I was like close to I was close to Fresno, so, you know California is so damn big. It's like Texas, but you know Texas is bigger. But man, Cali is take you f six hours to go to Sacramento from Fre you know from Fresno. You know another what's that from L.A. to Sacramento take you six seven hours on the train. Driving is the same, so flying it was the only option. It was an hour. So you better hope you had a buddy that can give you a buddy pass to get on that plane. <laughs> and Dan sure did. But um it was um a lot of competition out there, man. A lot of competition. My first year I was okay. I did I did good. Um I was woke and understood what I needed to do. So I went over there with Sacramento to A with Avery and um polished my game more. You know, that's when, you know, the era of the Face up came up and all that stuff. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, you know they, you know that faced up, you know, Kevin Durant, no, not Kevin Durant, um, um, Tim Duncan, big man facing up, Kevin Garnett, big man facing up, Rasheed Wallace, big man facing up, you know what I'm saying? So that was the era. So going over there, and uh, I remember them, you know, showing me, he was showing me, and his roommate, I forgot his roommate name. How to face up. You know, it used to be like, yo, man, it's like dancing. Just put your leg out, boom, put the ball out. But you have to make it believable. Like, you dancing, come on, sweep, sweep. <laughs> and it was like, but every day we went out there and work out, man. 
Ain't nobody tell us to go out there and work out. We did this. This is what we did every day. I mean, we <laughs> we party also. You know, we went out and got stinkers also. We went out and, you know, but at that time, I really wasn't really partying like that. I ain't going to lie. I was a little, little I was like, uh, 10, 10, 15%. You know, my party years came after, the, you know, when I went to L.A. But, um, then, um, I remember the coach got fired uh, from the same school over there by Fresno, and um, the uh, the the principal called me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a story why the principal called me too. I can't even go even go there, but uh, the principal called me. He was like, "Listen, we got uh, the assistant coach from Utah State coming up." Would you like to meet up with him? See if you would like to come back. I said, "All right, we can, we can, we can." You know, let me think about that because <laughs> I'm like, I still had that sound, man. I'm, I'm, listen, first of all, the part of the part of you know place that it was a one way in town. His name was uh, not not a one way in, but it was a small town, very small town, great place. You know, I experienced it after. Before God from New York City, going there, it was rough my first year. Rough. I mean, it was nothing to do out there. Everything, everything closed early, so it was rough. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, to go to Fresno, you need somebody to take you, drive you, all that stuff. So, um, you know, club, whatever you wanted to get into, you had to get somebody to drive you. You need a haircut. I mean, you had all the Florida cats in my school. You know, a lot of Florida guys on the football team they knew how to cut hair and all that stuff. But if you needed anything, you had to go off off campus. So um, I went back, and um, me and the matter of fact, no, I met him in um, met him in L.A. It was a say no tournament at the time. You know, now it's the Drew tournament, but back then it was the say no tournament. And um, I forgot who I played with. It was somebody with crazy hop that went to USC. And he also played in the M1. Is it Drew? I forgot. It's uh, Dupree. Dupree was on my team. And me and him. And it was, oh, it was somebody on Brown. It was, man, somebody else from Brooklyn was on my team, too. And matter of fact, me and him ended up going to the same college after. Um, So, um, Dupree was on my team. Me and him played. We was playing some 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 nice team too. I the, the name of the team. I forgot who they had. They had a lot of shooters. And um, at the time, like I was saying, I was six seven. A lot of people wasn't aware of six seven dribbling and all that stuff. So I was holding a guard. I was like, "No, nah, I got him." So, you know, a shooting guard. So I was holding my own, bringing the ball up, passing it, throwing alley oops, all that stuff. They was like, "Oh, where this kid come from?" So uh, my coach was like, yeah, man, definitely. I want you to, you know, he was like, yo, I want you to come back. So I said, all right, no problem. We can make that happen. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I could definitely, <laughs> I told him, I said, it's something that I got to tell you. If I come back, I got to bring somebody else back with me. And it was my 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 boy. Um, he got in trouble in school. And uh, I told him, like, listen, if I'm coming back, you got to come back with me. 
he was my center. And, um, <laughs> and, um, you know, he knows, he knows the story. And I was like, yo, I called him up. I was like, listen, I'm going back. You're coming back with me. He's like, why? I was like, I said, listen, stay out of trouble. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Stay out of trouble. He damn sure did, man. You know, it was the best. It's my best year. One of my best years that year, man. We had fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Went to the playoff. We should have went deeper, but I, I, you know, hurt my ankle or whatever. You know, we probably lost, we lost to San Francisco or whatever. And this is at the time when Gonzaga was blowing, it was about to blow up. He was recruiting. He was at my game. The coach, the same coach that's there now. Arizona was at my game. You know, shout out to Jamal Hill. <laughs> um, it was, you know, there's a lot of cats out there, man, that I was busting their ass, man. And um, and the recruiting thing started happening for me. People was noticing, and that's when I realized like how better I got. And um, you know, every night somebody there. Every night we play with somebody else. Then I remember playing Fresno. They had the big man. They was blowing up, saying he was supposed to be in the league. And um, I think he went to Rucker, busting his ass. <laughs> and uh, my man Rob, you know Mike, and all of them was there. And um, they beat me at their house. And I remember this day because I, yo, that day I ain't do nothing. If I had a class, I wasn't going to it. And I can talk about that now. I ain't go to no class. I stayed at that time. I had braids. So I went and got my hair braided early in the morning. I chill, meditated, relaxed, took it easy. And I was just thinking about that game. And I just went off as soon as that game started. You know, as soon as that game started, I went off. You know, and that's the way the way it was. You know, I ain't dunk on them though. <laughs> you know, I ain't dunk on Rob, nothing like that. People was mad at me for that. But um, you know, I know one thing about Rob. I tell you, if you dunk on Rob, make sure you understand that you you gonna come down and hit like ten threes in your face. So you don't want to do that. So <laughs> I never. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I I'd be like, nah, I'm gonna lay it up. Cause man, if you get that man going, he gonna come down, and start hitting. And they they had that they had that um that scheme with Rob because Rob you know Rob is six seven, and Rob would be the trailer coming down, the last man coming down the court. They'll pass him the ball. You hit that three, and I knew the play. They'll try to do it all the time. I'll be right there waiting. Like nah, <laughs> nah, because most remember at that time when they had me power forward. So, um, you know, I'm talking about that year. So, um, that, that whole Juco experience was great out there, man. I had a great time, fun, met a lot of people. And then finally got recruited, finally got to go to D1, what it was all about. Oh, man. <laughs> but before that, I did a lot of, a lot of camps out there. Yeah, UNLV camps. UCLA, so you no you see not UCLA USC camp. Bibby dad was the, the the head coach at the time. Um, was that uh, not, um, 
There was another camp in California, a big one. I did that camp. I did San Bernardino camp. I did a couple other camps. I can't even remember. I did so many camps that summer. And I worked out with so many people. So every time I remember going to UNLV and they was like, yo, man, where you, where you going? Like, I'm going to, um, I ain't going to say that. Like I said, I'm, that's my documentary. Where I'm going to go. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go over here. But I'm going to tell you, it was, in California, it was California, close to California. So I was like, yo, I'm going to go over here. They said, nah, I man, come over here. I'm like, man, listen, those guys was there for me all the time. I was real loyal. I didn't, I didn't understand the game. You know, go to the best place you can go to make yourself better, to go to the next level. I I didn't understand that. I was just about some loyal stuff. And um, I felt like that part cost me a little bit. But I get back into that story. So, um, I'm doing all these camps, doing all these camps, go to USC, boom, they start seeing me, they're like, yo, what's up with you, man, you, you can come over here too, I'm like, mm, nah, working out with them, doing moves, doing different things, it's like, yo, you can, you can be a nice slasher, I'm like, uh, alright, whatever, I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it, keep it, keep it the way I say I was gonna go. Um, and finally came, the year came, it's time to play. Um, I get hurt into the, matter of fact, I get hurt at home, my shoulder. I ain't going to say who hurt it, <laughs> but I ain't going <laughs> to, you know, but I got hurt going, going out for a dunk and somebody pulled my shoulder back. Yeah, it was, you know, you can hear it crack, whatever. My coach was mad about that when I went back. It took me like a month to get my shoulder right. Went to the trainer, did all that stuff. But they still had me doing all these workouts. I thought I was going to be, you know, just to chill and not do all these workout pull workouts, running up and down. There ain't nothing wrong with your leg. <laughs> you know, back then you couldn't test the ball. You know, when you were in college, you couldn't test the ball for like the first two months. No, I think it was a month without the ball. You had to work out. So it was a lot of lifting weights, working out, doing, you know, thing, you know, plays and all that type of stuff without no ball. So then um, I get better and um, doing okay. My season go okay. And, you know, not the season, but um, the beginning of the season, pre-season pre or whatever. I take a charge. Dude had hit my knee. Patella tinted. Basically popped. The, that was the worst pain I ever got in my my life on my leg at that time. So um, I couldn't do some like I couldn't do certain things. I thought I was done. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, and uh, they begged me like, "Yo, play like that, play like that." I'm like, "Yo, play like that." Matter of fact, I'm gonna stop right there because um, is 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 um. Like I said, into my gonna be into my documentary that that part after. But um, I regret certain things at that time. But um, basketball was great to me, man. I I enjoyed a lot of things at the time. You know, this is <laughs> I ain't even supposed to even go to this. I was talking about family stuff, but um. 
Part 2 is coming. One life to live. Enjoy your day. It's Saturday. Be happy out there. Love yourself. Love your life. <laughs> love yourself. Love your life. Love the people that's around you. Appreciate everything you got. Love hard. Play hard. Do all the things that you want to do. Enjoy your life because it's not promised, man. Peace. One love. One life to live. I am your host, Jamal. Bye.